welcome to Trail Angels, powered by Karen the Love. It's Annette and Mark, and we are thrilled to have you with us today. And I am thrilled to have my favorite guest on the show. Who's our guest today? You know, there's nobody else in the room but the two of us, so it must be me. It is you, you lucky duck. <laughs> no, I'm the lucky one, and so are you, friends. This has been an interesting time in our lives, a time that um, this conversation is is perfect for what is what is happening, and and something that we just wanted to to talk openly about and talk with you, our friends. You know, it's been um, almost six years since we've lived in our new home. It'll always be our new home. For 25 years, we lived in a beautiful home in a nearby community called Bluffdale. We raised our children there. We um, had some wonderful, wonderful times there. And one day, what happened, Mark? Oh, I remember the day well. We were actually, I was downstairs on my laptop computer doing some work. And uh, during that time, I decided just for fun, let's take a look at uh, houses for sale in nearby communities. Now, had we even talked about the idea of moving up to that point? We really hadn't. I wouldn't even allow myself to think about it, to dream about it, because I never, 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 never thought you would ever move from there. It was. It was an old family community and farm that Mark's great-grandparents um, were raised on, and, and they, we had family that surrounded us, the memories of our children there, the beautiful gardens and orchards, and everything we had. And there was no way I ever thought you would ever move. In other words, there was no rational reason why we should have moved. You know, we loved the uh, area that we lived in, and Annette uh, is absolutely right. A lot of memories there. Uh, that uh, farm had been in the family for over 100 years. And we were very comfortable living in that community and had been for the last 25 years. But for whatever reason, we just looked at the idea maybe of going for a ride that afternoon. You know, there might be some homes that uh, might be available nearby. Let's go take a look and see what there is. Well, and even with that, it was... Let's just look at and see if we can find an area we like. So in three to five years when we when we maybe are more serious about moving because we had all we did was yard work um, with the orchards and the flowers and the garden and and things. And we thought, you know, we had another three to five years in us to continue to take care of to take care of the grounds and and. You know, so it was a complete surprise as we're driving along and we turned down the street as I look out my window here and it felt like home. It did, didn't it? Uh, it was in the next county over. And as we were driving through the neighborhood, we, we both kind of looked at each other and said, hey, we could live in a place like this. And as we did so, we, we stopped at the model home in this brand new community. And uh, we didn't know anybody there. We didn't uh, know the area. But we thought just for fun, let's stop and take a look and see what kind of lots are available in this new community. As we stopped there, we found that as we talked to the person at the model home, that there were no lots available in that particular phase. And so we got in the car thinking, okay, well, it's uh, that was a good thought. Maybe we'll explore this again sometime. But then the person that uh, was in the model home came out and said, wait a minute, 
This morning, there was a person from Texas whose work relocation didn't go through who called and said, we're not going to buy this lot after all. Would you like to go take a look at it? Well, that was, that was, uh, it didn't take long to answer that question, did it? We, we answered, sure, let's go take a look. And so before long, we're outside looking at this uh, beautiful lot that uh, had a, a great view of the mountains in the backyard. And uh, within a half hour, what did we do? We bought the lot. And the funny thing is that really the two most critical decisions that we've made in our life were rather rash and spontaneous. The first being our marriage. Our whirlwind uh, knowing each other before we got engaged, right? Right, right. And um, it was so fun. And but there, when there's something inside that tells you that this is right, that you belong here, you belong together, um, you need to trust it. And, and the reason why we're talking about this today is because we want to talk about change. You know, I'll tell you, when we made that change, we went home. We, we hadn't even talked to the kids about it. And we go home and uh, we call our we realtor haven't friend. We have talked about uh, it. We haven't <laughs> talked about it. We go home and we call our realtor friend. And with, within a very, very short time, all of a sudden our house is sold and we're homeless. <laughs> and we were very fortunate that we had access to another condo that we were able to live for five or six months. But the reason why this is an important topic that we want to discuss with you today about change is because we found that there were some unintended consequences associated with change. Now, when we, when we hear the word unintended, usually we put a negative connotation to it, don't we? You do. But in this particular case, there were some unintended consequences that were very positive. Even though we tried to justify, this doesn't make sense. We haven't really thought it out. Uh, we, we, we're going to lose all of our friends that uh, live in this community that we know so well. You know, and really, the only thing I was um, really, really worried about was would I have any friends? Yeah. What will people think of me? Um, you know, I, I was a little bit insecure of starting over, starting fresh, even though all of our good friends were, you know, all of 20 minutes away. It's not like we were moving to different states and you'd never have an opportunity to see them, but it is different. It was very different. And we we started rationalizing. We started talking about all the reasons why this didn't make sense. Even though we thought it would be exciting, we hadn't had a change like this in 25 years. Let's look at the idea of uh, of moving. No, it doesn't make sense. We'll lose all of our friends. We'll we'll lose our social status in the community. Did we have a social status? I, I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. We're, we're going to lose all of these different things. But we can look back six years later and tell you that even with all of those insecurities that we had in the decision that we made to move, it's been a wonderful move. It There has been so much growth. And I think that's one of those unintended um, consequences that you were talking about, the growth, the healing that has taken place since we've been here. And I think another one is that we have become even closer as we moved and and we started fresh. We, we started um, doing things together more often. We weren't always out in the yard taking care of taking care of the orchard or the garden or the flower beds. We had time 
to to date, time to um, to really you know fall in love even more. Even after thirty eight years, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, it's only been thirty eight now. Well, so, true, just true. about, but yeah. So it, even more, but another reason that we want to talk about change is there's some big changes happening in our family and specifically in, in Mark's career. And after 21 years, he has retired from his, his um, former employer. How do I say this? And he's starting a new job, a new career to finish out his, career mm-hmm. <laughs> before he retires for good um, with another company in two days. And we're thrilled. But Mark, I'm wanting, I just want to ask you, it's been interesting on the sidelines here because for the last couple of years, you've been feeling a little anxious. Anxious. Mm-hmm. You could tell there was some changes. There were things that you you had lost this love. And this, um, this just drive for for the job that you had had for all these years, and and it it wasn't something you enjoyed getting up and doing every day. I I don't know if it wasn't so much enjoying what I was doing so much as sometimes we get a little bit stale with certain things in our lives. Now we've never been stale in our relationship here, and we we love our relationship, but. There are things that uh, are important that we do along the way, whatever it is, whether it's career-wise, whether it's in a relationship, you have to make sure that things don't become stale. So they came, became still. And, and, and that's one of the things I love about living in an area that we live in, which has four seasons. We're entering into the fall season. And it's a beautiful time. The colors change. It, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, thought about what's going to happen next. We're going to see it get cold. It's going to snow, and uh, all the leaves and all the beautiful flowers that we planted in the spring are are now gone. We had our first big frost this week, didn't we? We did. And that's a big change. And so as we're we're talking about change today, and as we're talking about uh, in my situation a career change. We're talking about change in general. There are so many different aspects of change that can be good, but sometimes we look at change as being a negative thing. So when we talk about change, we talk about careers. How many companies did your father work for? My comp- my father worked for one company in 43 years. Okay, yeah. so Mark's a lot like his dad. And 38 years I've worked for two companies. 38 years for two companies. And here, so this is a big deal for the Anderson household that he is making this career change. Now, today, um, the younger generation that that are in the workforce, it's not uncommon to go from employer to employer every few years. Things are very different. It's a different model. It's different today than it used to be. But the picture I'm hoping to paint is that we have liked the consistency of our life and, mm-hmm. and knowing how things roll, knowing how things work, et cetera. And so here we are going to this brand new experience where we we have an idea of what it's going to look like, but we don't know. 
Right. But at the same time, and, and the reason why it was probably a difficult change to make is because very often we put ourselves in a very comfortable place. And uh, we're in a situation where maybe we're scared to step into the next realm, the next unknown. And what happens is as long as our current state provides us with security, with with uh, the comfort that we've had during the last 21 years, sometimes making that change is difficult. And so making this change is actually given me new excitement. It has. And, and really, to be honest, friends, probably about two years ago, I started trying to, to encourage you to maybe think about making a change. Because I could see the the wear and tear of your current job because of that staleness. You didn't have that excitement in you to, you know, to do certain things. And I, and, and we would talk and you weren't, you just weren't loving getting up and going to work like mm-hmm. you had in the past. And so here we are change. And, and it's been interesting from my point of view, as I've watched Mark, because we talk a lot about how we watch, we're people watchers. And and I've watched him contemplate. I've watched him reminisce. I've watched him going through files and then getting phone calls and emails from associates, you know, over the years, um, congratulating him and thanking him for helping him have be successful in their careers. But there was also this melancholy side. Mm-hmm. And, and that melancholy side is something that uh, is probably the impetus as to why we don't make change. Mm-hmm. Uh, that melancholy puts us in a state of, oh, man, am I going to be comfortable if I do this? And and the problem that we run into is that uh, we have this idea that comfort is the best thing for us. And very often those unintended consequences we may not know what those unintended consequences were. For example, when we moved, we didn't know that the unintended consequences were we were going to gain a different set of new friends, which has been wonderful during these last six years. It's going to give us opportunities to stretch our wings and to grow and to do different things in the community, to help out, uh, to, to, to work in, in different capacities that we had ever worked before. To have a podcast. We would have probably never done this. We would never have done this. If we hadn't uh, seen those changes. We saw the changes and and we we saw and understood we, a, a different level because we, we had friends that um, had different careers and technology and, and social media and different things. And we felt this this push from within to make a change, to be more vulnerable, to share the lessons that we've mm-hmm. learned to help you along the path. You know, I think that um, had it always been comfortable, we wouldn't have sought for something different. You're, you're absolutely right. And there were times when it wasn't comfortable, wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't it? But, you know, the interesting thing is, is that during the last number of years, it has been comfortable. Yes. And it would have been very easy to maybe stay where I was at and to just continue my career for the next five years before I retire. But sometimes you have to listen to that small voice inside yourself. And that small voice told me 
that it was time for a change. It was time to recognize that there are other avenues out in the world that we hadn't explored yet that could potentially bring us some incredible joy. And I think that it's interesting how as as companions, as as friends, sometimes we see things in in those we love and care about in a way that we can help encourage them to take those leaps of faith in in change because I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to dig my my heels in because that comfort mm-hmm. and and things like that. But honestly, I'm really excited about this this new change, and I'm excited for you, Mark. You're excited because I've been working from home for the last two years. I'm actually going to be working in off in the office again. I think that's probably why you're. <laughs> that more is excited. not the only reason I'm excited. The but, only reason. <laughs> but I I must admit, I'm kind of excited to have you go to the office again. I, I am too. And uh, again, it's kind of like moving. Uh, we, we moved and uh, we, we gained new friends and associates. And uh, the same is going to be true with this new opportunity for me as well. You know, when, when I was thinking about change, you know, there's, again, there's been a lot of change around us. The fall season, it, it was just last month that uh, we were running around in shorts and sleeves, uh, you know, shirt sleeves, and, and now we're wearing jackets outside. And in fact, it snowed for the first time here in Utah last week, and we realized, hey, those beautiful flowers that we planted in the springtime are gone. It quickly got cold. It, it did. It, it was... And so as we looked outside today, it's a beautiful day today. It was uh, about 70 degrees, but we looked outside, and all those beautiful flowers that we planted, they 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 lost their luster and they are now no longer the beautiful colors they were even a week ago and i and i wonder i wonder if that has some similarities with with our lives here as well that we wait and we wait and we wait till a point that uh, we we've lost that luster before we actually are able to make that change while we still have the the vibrance that uh, is needed to make a change you know i like that analogy but when you were talking about those flowers that have lost their luster, I'm looking at pictures of our grandchildren on the wall with, and they're by their flowers. But the thought also came about the beautiful snow-capped mountains that I see today. And so one change, you know, we, we've lost one thing here with the flowers, but then have been given another beauty. And that's what I believe is happens with change. It might not be as immediate as one day the flowers are beautiful and then it freezes that night and they've lost their luster and they need to be pulled out now and the snow-capped mountains. It might not be that immediate, but it's exciting to me knowing that as we step forward and take that, that leap of faith, that there will be beauty in the changes of our lives. And they might not always be easy, but as we persevere and as we act towards what we desire, that's when we see the, the miracles happen. That's when we see the beauty that's all around us. As as I was thinking about uh, doing this podcast, I thought about uh, the, the, the different uh, steps when it comes to change management in our lives. And uh, there, there's really five steps to change management in anything that we do. And for us, when we moved, that first step was the awareness. Hey, maybe there's an opportunity somewhere else. 
And we really hadn't thought about that. And because that awareness wasn't there, we put ourselves in a position where we were content with the status quo. And I think that that's really the critical issue when we're talking about change is that we have to not be afraid of the status quo and getting out of the status quo. The second uh, component of, of uh, change management is having a desire. We got in the car and uh, we, we came and uh, took a look at uh, the, the various opportunities that there might be. And, uh, and, and after that desire, we, 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 is, it comes knowledge. That's the third step in change management is knowledge. And the knowledge for us was that, hey, we may be uncomfortable for a little bit, but you know what? We've got faith. I think faith and knowledge go hand in hand. And and uh, even though they're so different in so many different ways, their knowledge is having you know, an understanding. Faith is having a hope. But you put those two together, and that's when we see the miracles that we're talking about. We do see those miracles, and and those um, the miracles that we we really never dreamed of. At least, at least for me, um, and and it does take action. You know, anything worthwhile isn't easy. Well, and it's, that's interesting that you say that because the fourth component of change management is action, and that's probably the most difficult part of change as well is we might recognize that maybe we may need to make a change. We might have the desire to make a change, but actually taking the action to do so is probably the most difficult part. You know, this is a little twist on change from what we're, we're talking about, but I've recognized and realized that I need to make some changes with my personal care, my health. And, and what does that mean for me? And how does that look? And, and, you know, how do I eat healthier? How do I make sure that I'm drinking enough water? How am I making sure that I'm, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? And as I've done some research, and as I've done some things, you know, I'm starting to implement. And, and to be honest, you know, I, I was doing pretty good a few months ago. And then I slacked off. And I thought, well, I don't need to record this. You know, I'm thinking to my, I've got this great app on my phone and I go in and I can just, you know, put in what I ate and put in what exercise I had done and how much water I drank. Well, I, I stopped doing it. And it's amazing to me how easily we can slip back. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need to incorporate those changes long enough in our lives for them to become a habit. That's not really out of the scope at all of what we're talking about because the fifth component of change management is perseverance. Mm. Perseverance is is critical. And uh, those habits that we establish are habits only if we if we continue and as we persevere. We, we've heard it said before that it takes about 21 days to create a habit. And uh, there, there are a lot of uh, things that we start, you know, I'll tell you, there, there's a, around December and January are times when, when uh, fitness centers make their most money. You know why? It's because people make these commitments. They make these uh, decisions. I'm going to go and I'm going to exercise every day. And what happens before the 1st of February? They're, they're, out of, uh, they're out of the game. They're out of the game and they're paying the monthly, the monthly uh, membership fee. And so why do we have to wait to January 1st to start new goals? 
to make changes in our life. And I'll, I'll tell you why I think most of us do it that way is because we are uncomfortable and we, again, try to rationalize that, okay, well, if this is, if, if I just wait until this happens, then I'm good. Now, if I would have said, okay, well, let's wait before I change jobs, let's wait till we have our house paid off or let's wait until we have a car paid off or if we do this and that and the other. And the next thing you know, that house is paid off or that car is paid off and all of a sudden you have a new debt. And you say, well, okay, well, hold on a minute. We'll wait until this is done. And we we make those rationalizations over and over and over again so that we don't do it. And we and we we give we give uh, titles uh, to our to our rationalization. Those titles are called New Year's Day. They're called my birthday. They're called I'll wait until I'm down to 150 pounds before I start making this change, or I'll do this or I'll do that. So we, we kick the can down the street. We we definitely kick the can down the street, and we find that the status quo sometimes is just too comfortable. And and that's and I think that really brings us into an area. But before you get off yeah. of this, it, it is comfortable. And I've heard it said that we won't get off the status quo, get off the dime, if you will, until the pain is greater than the pain of the change. Yeah, and, and that's really true. So we're more comfortable in our pain, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense. To me, when logically, when you think about it, we, it doesn't make sense, but yet it does make sense and we all do it. it. It does make sense because the pain that we're experiencing right right now is a known pain. It's familiar. Where the pain of the unknown is something that uh, we think, and again, rationalized, might be more mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of reasons why people don't make change. Right. And we, we've talked about a couple of them already, but sometimes people don't make change because change... Uh, maybe maybe involves other changes as well. Yeah. If I decide that I'm going to exercise every day, that means that I'm maybe going to lose weight. That means I'm going to have to go buy new clothes. That means that I'm going to have to stay on and persevere with this every single day, which is going to take time out of doing things that I used to do that I did before I decided to make that change. So perseverance. That's a, that's a key. That's a key. Making a plan. Um, those are all themes that will help you be successful in your change. So as I've watched, as I've watched you, Mark, in preparation for this change, it's been about a year since you seriously started thinking about making a change with work. And and there were plans along the way. There was research along the way. There was talking to experts um, in the field and and wondering, because I remember talking to you and you're wondering if you're past, you know, the prime of your game. Hmm. And he wasn't, but he just needed and he isn't. But sometimes we forget our worth, our our value to employers or to others because we're stuck in this bubble. It does all of us so much good to have mentors, to have people to be able to reach out to and to help us as we contemplate change. And I and I think that's an important reason again why some people refuse to change as well. It's because what if I fail? 
what if I what if I do this and and I'm not successful with it? What are people going to say about me? And and we we use those uh, self defeating behaviors as a means to not make that change, and that becomes that becomes debilitating. It does, and and honestly, you fail without trying. Yeah, you you do, and so I, I like what you said about the idea that uh, we we sat down and we we looked at uh, all of the different. Uh, ideas. We talked about different employers. We talked about different careers possibly and, and decided that uh, it was in the best interest because of licenses and different things that I have that would be best to stay in the same uh, in the same area. But sometimes we don't make changes because we're unclear of the benefits associated with the changes. We had to sit down, didn't we? And we, mm-hmm. we sat down, okay, can we afford to do this? Because it'll probably take something out of, of, of our savings in order to make this change and make it effective uh, so that we can start making money again. And, and education is not a bad thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. we, we don't have the courage to really look, to be honest with ourselves. Where are we at financially? Where are we at um, educationally. educationally? Where are we at in so many facets of our lives? And this is a good thing to incorporate often and to have a regular evaluation of where we're at in certain areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. Because I think, one, it takes courage. It takes courage to look inside, courage to honestly evaluate ourselves and see what we can do differently and how we want to grow and how we want to help others and how we want to to succeed in life. All these things are good. And there's nothing wrong with uh, sitting down and uh, just thinking about what is this change going to look like in our life? And uh, having having the courage to think about those kinds of changes, because sometimes we don't have the courage. Sometimes we don't want to give ourselves the chance to think about what change might look like. Because again, we're afraid of what failure might look like. And we're just Let's put it out that we're afraid of change. Now, I um, one of the things that I love is that, you know, if we've got, let's just throw out, you know, we've been, we're talking about employment. We're talking about um, evaluation. And we, every month, every month we're short. Every month we don't have enough money to cover our expenses. We evaluate. We, we go through and we do things and we're not spending foolishly. We're not going out to eat all the time. We're really, we're real, really living frugally, but there's just, it doesn't add up. But you know what? Oftentimes we think we're not, well, we can't change a career. We can't go in and ask our boss for a raise. We can't do this. We can't do that. Well, yes, you can. And there are more, I know that many of you feel like, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. I need to work more hours, but I'm mm-hmm. already working 18, 20 hours. I can't do anymore. That was our life 20 years ago. It was. Wasn't it? And, and uh, it, was, it was during those times that uh, we, we made another choice about 21 years ago, and that was to make this change to the company that I spent the last 21 years with. And it was an important change and a change that needed to be made in order to allow me to get where I needed to be. And at this, yeah. And at the same time, there was those things that we were unsure about. Is this smart? Is this the wise thing to do? Not only did you make that change, I also made a change and we started a home-based business. 
which allowed us to to work together and work together with the children and to make up some of the shortfalls to allow for the you know music lessons or the sport camps and the different things so there's things that can be done when you think outside the box mm-hmm. yeah i i agree and it's again i don't want to sound like a broken record but that's what it's all about is is being able to have that courage necessary to make the change, not knowing what the result might be, but having the perseverance to take that action. So so what else have you learned during this period of change? I, you know, we're going to go off subject here for a second okay. as, as it pertains to my career, because this has been, this has been a fall of significance mm-hmm. for me. One of the things that uh, we, we often share on our podcast when we're talking about some of our personal habits and some of the things that we do is uh, I, I love to hike every morning. And uh, this entire summer, there's been a, a mountain hike that I've taken most every morning. I've, I've done it over 100 times this season. And it's a great way to start a day. But I noticed something a few weeks ago when the leaves started to change. Instead of continuing to hike up the trail, I sat on a rock or I'd sit, on, I'd sit on a bench, or I'd sit somewhere and just contemplate. And I, I've, I've really enjoyed in it. You, you talked about uh, sometimes we get a little bit melancholy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we sit down, and I don't know if it's all melancholy as much as it is we appreciate the older we get, the change that takes place, not only in us, but also in nature and everything around us. And I think that's something that we all should incorporate. Um, You've had this happen this fall, but honestly, if each of us could take a few moments every day to reflect, to think of our goals, to think of how we could do something differently, that brings the satisfaction. That brings the, the changes necessary to be able to reach those goals. The, ch- the change that we're talking about, change in and of itself is an interesting word mm-hmm. because uh, change is really more than anything else, substituting one thing for another. And and we have to ask ourselves, what am I trying to substitute for something better? And as I, as I have made those uh, choices and as we've talked about those choices, we truly believe that we're substituting something good for something better. Now, it wasn't something bad. No. Uh, what we've had has been a real blessing to our family. Uh, we, we've been in a, in a really good spot, but we're changing something good for something better. And, and I think that in our lives, sometimes we're content with the good. Maybe we're content with the better, but are we ever content with the best? It's hard to get that way sometimes because of the, having the faith necessary to go from good, better to best. It is. And it's worth it. You know, I think I think often it's not it's not easy at all, but it is worth it. And when I reflect on you know changing something that's good for the better or even for the best, I think of growth. I think of of not the status quo, but I think of the opportunities of growth, the opportunities that that change allows us to have. Now, do I understand that before? I don't think so. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I truly understood this, um, but it's something I have come to understand. And I wish that 15, 20 years ago, I would have had the vision to look forward to evaluate my life and to look forward with change. I was doing the best I could to stay stay afloat and, and keeping the children all doing their activities and everything they, they needed to do and homework and et cetera, that I kind of forgot about me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a way to do it. I know there's a way to have a better balance. And, and friends, whatever that balance looks like to you, whatever that good or better or best looks like to you, what we're suggesting is that you take the time to look, to evaluate, and then have the courage That's it. to move forward. And, and it has been when Mark finally had the courage to commit to this change. You talk like I'm a weakling here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I am. It took a lot of evaluation because you have had a great, a great career. But when you had this, when you said, this is what I'm going to do, it feels right. I could see this weight lift off your shoulder. I could see this. It was like this, this heaviness just floated away. And and we don't often see that in ourselves, but it was interesting to be able to see that. So, so I'll give you that. Uh, I, I think that courage probably is the right word as we're having this discussion then, because again, we don't want to admit that we're not courageous. We don't want to admit that uh, we're weak in certain areas, but maybe we are. You know, you're going to laugh because, you know, Annette knows I I, I love to quote and, and I love to read. And uh, all good things. There, well, it, maybe when I start quoting from the book Little Women, you'll, you'll start to laugh because uh, maybe that's not the kind of book that I would typically read. But there, there's so many treasures and so much truth and, and little nuggets of, uh, of, of, of just great information and, and advice in that. And, and I, I remember, and I wish I had the quote uh, itself, but when Joe's sister dies and uh, she sits back and she reflects and she and she begins to reflect on the fact that uh, the death of her sister has made her more serene, has made her more able to accept, more able to to judge without harshness. And and I think of change, and change in and of itself might not be easy. But do you know what? Do you know what is easy is when we begin to reflect and we begin to change our lives because of the change that we've experienced. We try to sometimes go around change, not through it. And that's when it becomes difficult is that uh, we, 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 we go around the problem and we try to sweep it under the rug. And the next thing you know, there's no change. There's no growth. There's no opportunity. But when I look at the change that I've gone through during the last number of years, as I think of the uh, spring, summer, falls, and winters of my life, I'm grateful for that change. And I, I hope that it has made me more serene. I hope that it's made me more serviceable in God's kingdom. I hope that it's made me a better husband, a better father, a better uh, co-worker with, with, with many. And that's what change brings us. Amen. <laughs> you know, I am not going to laugh at that because that's, 
that's a wonderful um, way to look at life. And it's something that we would all do well. To, and, and, you know, to I guess incorporate. I guess what I'm really saying in that is that sometimes we're afraid to make the change, but we don't realize the unintended consequences of what that change will bring. And for, for, for many, the unintended consequences, and we talk about this often the of, of, of the time that we lost our 21-year-old son, but the unintended consequences that they brought have, have been wonderful blessings. That we would not trade right. for anything, right. for the pain. Well, in tradition with all of our guests on Trail Angels, I want to ask you one question. Who's been a Trail Angel in your life? And probably in true fashion, I'm going to tell you, I don't know where to start with the trail angels that have been part of my life. But the trail angel that I'm going to to mention, and uh, and it's only because that this person truly is my, my trail angel, and it's you. And uh, you're my trail angel, Annette, because you have been able to help me to recognize when I needed to maybe think a little bit differently. Have you considered this, Mark? Have you have you thought about the consequences that might happen if this happens? I think of the times when we've been able to comfort one another during times of difficulty. Uh, there have been times in our life, and we've been very blessed in the fact that uh, when Annette struggles, hopefully I've been there for her. And uh, when I struggle, she's certainly and definitely been there for me. There will be times in our lives where we will we will look at each other and and say, you know, maybe I can't give everything, but I'm going to give you everything that I've got, and 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 that has meant a lot to me when I think of trail angels. Trail angels are someone that has gone before, and uh, trail angels is someone not only that goes before, but also is there with you during times when you have to make difficult decisions on which trail to take, especially if there's a divided trail and you're not quite sure where to go, to have someone to be there with you, to help make those decisions along with you, to acknowledge what you're feeling, how you're feeling, and to acknowledge that that uh, you're not making this uh, decision by yourself is comforting. And so I've got you to thank for, for being my trail thank angel. You. Thank you. I didn't expect that. There are many trail angels that you, I know you have in your life, and that is that is so sweet. So thank you. Um, and listeners, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation as we have been real and vulnerable and discussed the changes in our lives. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of the Trail Angel uh, Care in the Load community through social media as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep caring. Thank you.